0: going to think that their church is crazy, and we are, so we apologize in advance. But no, we, we, are, we are glad to have you this morning. We, uh, uh, happy Mother's Day. Uh, we are uh, aware and know that Mother's Day is not always easy on everybody uh, for many different reasons, and, uh, uh, but at the same time, we are, we are so excited to get to celebrate moms as well, uh, and there are many, many of you, and we are so grateful for you. Um, and uh, so grateful for those of you that even step into the lives of others uh, to, uh, to share uh, your life with others even when you weren't really their mom and have taken on the role maybe as a mom for others and uh, uh, we, uh, we have many that have done that 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 aren't even women uh, so uh, uh, we've got a few that uh, have been raised by dads and you've played the part of both and, and many of you moms have played the part of both uh, of, uh, of dad and mom and uh, we are, we're grateful we're grateful for your sacrifice and, and your willingness uh, to stick with it and, and love and care and all those things um... and uh, so anyway thank you so much for being here with us today we'll be doing our dedication toward the end of the service and uh... looking forward to that uh, as many families are involved with that today and we're excited about that um, let's go ahead and jump into the scriptures this morning if you've got a bible go ahead and get it out uh... and if you don't have a bible our ushers have bibles and they will be glad to bring you one uh, we'd love for you to take that one. And in fact, if you don't own one, we'd love for you to keep that one and consider it a gift from us. We'd love for you to have a copy of God's Word. Uh, if you need one, just throw your hand up and wave it around uh, and uh, let them know that uh, you need one. And uh, they might throw it to you like a roll at Lambert's if you're lucky. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, we, uh, some of you, I've, had, I've said that enough times now that people have started telling me when they go to Lambert's. That happened this past week. Somebody stopped me and they were like, hey. We went on vacation the other day. Went to Lambert's over in Missouri. I was like, I'm glad, glad to hear it. Hope you hope you got a hope you got a roll throat to you. Um, but uh, yeah, f- funny stuff. Uh, we are we are in this series on David, and uh, uh, you know, last week we talked about David and Goliath. And in fact, even in just kind of mapping out the series, originally uh, David and Goliath was going to f- fall on this week. And 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 the guys and I were just kind of discussing. Well, what's it look like to preach David and Goliath on Mother's Day? And I was like. I don't know, I was like, but uh, we could switch it with Psalm 23, uh, which has, uh, you know, the most Mother's Day verse of all time, which is, of course, uh, where to it go, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, and so uh, I think many mothers probably feel that way a lot of days, but uh, that's what we're studying today, so happy Mother's Day, uh, but uh, no, I, I really do think that this passage uh, is it's a great passage for us, and, and, if, and if you come this morning with a heart that is just and, a, and a, maybe not maybe not just a heart but a life that is just you feel worn out you feel like some days you wonder if you've got anything left in the tank I'm telling you this is this is a passage for you to cling to today and and it is a reminder of who God is and that our hope is in him and uh, and and all of the things and so I, I'm I'm looking forward to sharing you sharing this with you uh, this morning Um, And uh, we've been we've been we've started a series on David, the life of David, and we're just going through uh, many different things to the life of David. And 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 some of what we're going to do is we're going to pick up a few psalms along the way uh, that we feel also just kind of speak to not only his life but uh, but what the Lord used him in doing. And of course we know that the Lord used David uh, to write many of the psalms, uh, if not all or whatever we don't really know. And uh, the uh, The understanding that we have of things that David went through, and then being able to read through a psalm that kind of speaks to some of the things that we know that he went through, uh, bring, brings it even more to life. So we've, we've just been studying a couple of weeks on this and, uh, you know, one of the things that we know, is we know that he was a shepherd and all of these different things. Uh, we, obviously, we know that he defeated Goliath and the Lord used him to do that and how awesome that was. I had many of you talk to me about this message from this past week, uh, but, but here this morning he speaks of the shepherd and how... The Lord works in those ways, and again, I think it brings it even more to life to remember that David knew what a shepherd was. So as we read the Lord is my shepherd, you're reading someone that was a shepherd say that he was and is my shepherd. And I think there's, I think there's power in that, I think, the, I think the Lord obviously used him Uh, in being able to give us this poetry, this song uh, that we have in Psalm 23. uh, And and let's just start reading it here. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. I mean, and, and so many of us, we were familiar with this. Even if you didn't grow up in church, you probably have heard, you know, bits and pieces of this, if nothing else, from Coolio, uh, you know. And, and, and let's just face it, many of you suburban mamas are like rolling around in a Yukon with the bass bump and turned up with Coolio blasting in your own gangster's paradise. Let's, let's, don't, let's don't pretend, okay? We know what's going on. We hear you at the soccer fields coming up, and it's like, okay, you could turn that down now. I see some of y'all like, yep, that was me on the way to church this morning with Snoop, but uh, whatever. No, this, this passage is so amazing for us, in what it gives us, and the gift that it gives us here is, is, is just unbelievable. Uh, let's, let's walk through it. The Lord is my shepherd. This is a guy who is a shepherd saying, the Lord is my shepherd. Okay? I mean, the, 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 the amazing part of that, you know, it's like, you know, he's the expert on something, he's saying, no, I'm not the expert, he's, he's my expert, the Lord is my expert, he's the one that leads me. You know, a shepherd, a shepherd does so many things, he protects a flock, he loves his flock, he cares for his flock, he's willing, he's willing to put his life on the line for his flock, right? And he's saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, you know, I got I gotta tell you that for many years I thought that I shall not want was a command. I thought it was a command. It's not a command. Look, look at look at what's going on. He's he's not he's not commanding us saying you gotta quit wanting stuff. No. He's he's making a statement. He's like, the Lord is my shepherd, and because he is, I don't have a want. I shall not want. He literally gives me everything I need. He is everything that I need. He continues. He goes on. He says he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Think about that as a sheep, right? No, you haven't probably put yourself in the place of a sheep in a minute, but we're going to go there for a second. Land of make-believe. Trolley's coming through. Mr. Rogers... Daniel Tiger for the new generation. Sorry. But if you're a sheep, green, green pastures, I mean, that's like a dream come true. That's all they're looking for, right? Because they want to lay in it. They want to eat it, you know? Leads me beside still waters. Still waters, where as a sheep, where you might be worried about you know wandering into the river what's going to happen to you as a sheep well you just, you're gone you're going to be down in the river you know the lord is literally so good for us as a shepherd that if we trust in him we won't want for anything else isn't that amazing isn't that absolutely amazing when we really think about it, think about how much we want if we're just real honest with ourselves Think about how much we want. You know, I've got, I have the collector bug. That's no, no secret to anybody that knows me. You know, I'm and I'm constantly like, you know, looking and thinking about, you know, what's that little weird thing? You know, I could find. You know, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be big. You know, whatever. But it's just fun. You know, but it's, there's this constant little challenge to that. But even, even more so, I don't think David's speaking so much to our worldly wants of like things as much as it is our desires to want things for us emotionally. And I think for us to be able to cling to the Lord, knowing that He is our shepherd, and He literally has everything for us, literally to the point that we don't have to want. He is all I could ever want. And he makes me lie down in green pastures. You see how, you see how David phrased that? He makes me. <laughs> and if you're like me, there's some days of my life that I need somebody to make me lie down in green pastures. Aaron and I got to go on a little 48-hour anniversary thing last week. And we, we drove all the way to Green Hills and stayed no joke, <laughs> but we didn't have a child with us for 48 hours, and I think that's the first time in 15 years that that's happened. Because we've always had a baby, it was nursing or whatever, you know. And uh, what you know, you go, well, you had 48 hours. What what in the world did you do? We ate we ate some of our favorite restaurants, you know. We got to go out on the town, eat some donuts from one of our favorite donut shops. And in the mornings, we had this, they had this amazing breakfast at the hotel. Amazing. Like, and it was complimentary. It's a nice, nice hotel, right, right? And you know what? We didn't eat it because we were asleep. <laughs> and sometimes the Lord makes us rest. You notice that? I mean, I felt that way when COVID hit last year. When, 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 all, that, when all that started going on, it was just like, I, I personally, I was just like, man, the Lord is like stopping the world right now to make us rest. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake he restores my soul restores it maybe your soul needs restoration today maybe maybe your heart broken over something right now maybe you're struggling right now with something that just you just can't shake it I want to tell you the Lord is the one to restore it you want to you want to get the best restoration guy in the business to do work on your heart to do work on your soul He's the one. He is our shepherd. He restores our souls. He leads us in paths of righteousness for His namesake. What does that mean? He leads us to where our lives would make Him known. To bring Him glory. He gives us opportunities to glorify Him. To make Him known in this world that other people would know Him because they know us. That is the purpose of our life. Is to glorify Him. Verse four, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And you think about, you think about as a sheep, what it's like as a shepherd to be led through different places, to be uh, led through ravines and 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 creeks and you know, all kinds of, of situations. You know, it, it, you think, think about like a herd as a herd, and you got one guy that's watching over the whole herd and trying to make sure that they're not going to get hurt. Well, what's, what's waiting along the way? Other, other animals are waiting along the way. We saw David last week when he's talking about David and Goliath. He's talking about, he's looking at Saul, and he's like, hey, dude, you know, I've already taken care of bears and lions, taken care of the sheep. So when he's thinking about this, he's thinking about that. He's thinking about that as he walks through even the darkest moments as a shepherd, the same in our life, as we walk through the darkest moments of our life, the Lord is there. That's good. That's good because we need Him to be there. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He's saying, I don't have to be afraid because he is my shepherd. He says, For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Tools used by a shepherd that he's giving to the Lord here and saying that he has his own tools. He'll do whatever he needs to do. Then he switches gears just a little bit here. And in verse 5 it says this. It says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. He becomes a host. He now makes the Lord a host preparing a table in the presence of of my enemies. Well, this is this is all this is all connected, you know. It's all one thing. So you don't just throw out the whole shepherd thing at this point. You're you're adding to it the idea that not only is he a shepherd, but now he's a host, and now we're setting at the table that he has prepared for us. But he hasn't just prepared a table. One of the places we went and ate, we, we tried a new place out. I won't name it. It was, it was great though. It was fantastic, I'll tell you if you want to if you want to ask. Uh, it was not cheap. Uh, but that's okay, because <laughs> it was good. Uh, but, uh, you know, what, that place, we went to that place. I have never, I've never had a team of people wait on us. Like, like this, they, we go to this restaurant, and you get a team of people that come wait on you. If you, if you want to go eat lunch with me sometime, and you say, hey, I want to buy you lunch wherever you want to go. That's where we're going. You just get ready, okay? They got a, they got a team of people waiting on us when we get there. And, and it's so, it so much fun, you know, and I was messing with it. Of course, they're like being all serious and stuff about things, and they're handing us rags with tongs and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's nice, you know. And they're like, you know, well, and they wait for the rags, you know, the, the towels or whatever. And it's like, we're supposed to wipe our hands and clean our hands in between the foods that we're eating. And, and so I'm like sitting there, and I was like, have you ever had anybody just like stare you down while they're wiping their hands for a long time? And the guy's like totally broke his whole like, you know, like, you know, thing. It was funny. He had to be there. But the Lord prepares a table for us and he doesn't just prepare it. It's in the presence of our enemies. Do you see that? It's in the presence of our enemies. One of the greatest fears that we have in life are those people that we would consider our enemies and it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Why in the world did he throw that in there? It was like, man, we were doing real good. We were talking about still waters and green grass and going to make us like take naps and stuff. And then he got to throw in something about our enemies. Why he got to do that? Because he's saying that even with them here, the Lord is still our shepherd. And He is our host. And He is going to comfort us. And He's going to take care of us. And it goes on and says, You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Even in the midst of our enemies, the Lord's got this. We don't have a want. We don't have a need that He can't meet. And in verse 6, He says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That reminds me of Romans 8.28. You know what Romans 8.28 is? Romans 8.28 is this. It says, And we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. And we know that for those who love God, all things, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Do you have days where you begin to think in your head that the Lord is against you? have people say things to me from time to time. They'll say, uh, you know, well, this is happening in my life, and I, I, guess it's, I guess it's the Lord finally, you know, I'm finally getting mine because of me doing this or doing that or whatever. Listen, that's not how God works. That's not how God works. He's not playing hide and seek with us. He's always there seeking us. He's always coming after us. We're, we're the sinners that, you know, we get distracted by the shiny thing, you know, and like, oh, look at that. The Lord loves us. He cares for us. He cre- created us. He wants what's best for us. And He wants to care for us. The problem is, is... We often, many days, don't remember it or don't even realize it because we're not making time to be with Him. How can He care for us? How can, how can we experience His love and His care and His rest and His hope if we don't spend time with Him? That's not, that's not a... I'm not saying that to, like, guilt you so I'm just saying, like, I mean, it's just an obvious, like, aha, you know, oh, yeah, you know, well, uh, you know, I do seem to be more refreshed when I spend time with the Lord, well, uh, you know, hello, McFly. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop with this life. He's talking about us living right now, but then what? It says, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How amazing is that? Forever. Forever. is forever. I mean, we don't even... we, we can't even comprehend that. We think we can comprehend that. We can't even comprehend that. The Lord is our shepherd. He wants to lead us through the hardest of times, through the hopeless moments. He wants to serve us as a host, as we sit at the table of life. And reminding us that while we sit there, it doesn't matter who else is sitting there. It can be our worst enemy sitting there. And he's like, I've still got this. He's leading us. Verse 3 goes back to, you know, he restores my soul and he leads me in paths of righteousness. He leads me. Are you allowing the Lord to lead you today? Are you seeking Him at all right now in your life? Or are you absolutely just drained and worn out and about ready to give up and you're thinking about what you can just just throw to the side and and not say you might not need to throw something to the side or whatever, but you know, are, are you just at one of those points in life where you're just like, I just don't think I can take anymore. Well, guess what? You can't, but He can. How about that? Mama's? you give and you give and you give and the Lord wants you to come and rest in him restore your soul be led by him to green pastures still waters to the point that he will give you all you could ever possibly want John 10 brings another flavor because I mean, Romans 8 is great for us as believers, you know. Uh, Romans eight twenty eight great for us as believers because, you know, uh, to know that those who love God, all things work together uh, for good and are called according to his purpose. I mean, that's great if you're a believer. I mean, that's a that's a promise that, like, it's like, man, that's fantastic, you know. But what if you're not a believer here today? What if you've never trusted in Jesus to be your Savior? What if you're still trying to, like, figure out, what it means, and by the way, don't, don't spend too long trying to figure out, like at some point you just got to jump. You just got to understand enough that Jesus came, died for you, uh, took your place on the cross, that death uh, was what was deserved for our sin, and Jesus took what we deserved and took our place, and through him we can have life. So at some point you just have to make the jump. But, but let, me, let, me, let me show you in, in John 10, verse 7, Continuing on in this same kind of a fashion, we see Jesus and says, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. He's the shepherd. He's the shepherd. He's the great shepherd, as Scripture teaches. He's the ultimate shepherd. And if anyone enters by Jesus, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10, it keeps going there. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Does this, I mean, sound anything like Psalm 23? Absolutely. But I think sometimes we just forget who the Lord is and what He really wants to do. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down His life for for the sheep. And that's what Jesus has done for us. And if you've never trusted in Jesus today, I I just challenge you. Seek the Lord. Listen to what He has for you. Don't be afraid to run toward Him. So fitting in these times, whether it's pandemics, loss of morality in the world, other things you may be experiencing in your life, maybe death, maybe some other horrible tragedy, whatever it is, let me encourage you in this way. The Lord loves you, and He cares for you. Trust in the Lord to bring you through the ravines and the waves in this life to get you to the green pastures and still waters. He's the only one that can, and he is all we could ever want. Let's pray together. God, thank you for your word helping us. Lord, just to Help us, helping us to see how you can help us and how you want to help us and how you want to minister to us. Father, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us in so many different ways. God, I pray. Lord, that in all things that we do, God, that they would be for You, that our lives would be lived for You. God, thank You for the opportunity that we have, Lord, to worship You. Lord, thank You for this moment, this chance, Lord, to just even rest in You right now. God, I pray, Lord, for those that are weary. God, I pray that You would lift them up right now. Pray that You would give them exactly what they need right now. Lord, You are all that we could ever want and You have all that we could ever need. God, be our shepherd. God, lead us. God, thank You for the chance that we have, Lord, to continue just even to sing to You, to worship You. God, I pray that we would see Lord, our need for you daily, not just just once or twice a week, but Lord, that we just need you and we need to come to you. And God, that you want to restore our souls when we do. God, that you want to protect us. That you want to set the table. God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for leading us all the days of our lives. God, thank you. Thank you for the promise, Lord, of what you do for us here. And thank you for the promise of what you will do for us in your house one day forever. God, speak to the hearts of those that haven't trusted in you, Lord, today, to be saved, to be redeemed, to be restored, God, to be made new. God, do that work that we can't do, but you can. God, we pray for it, we ask for it, in your Son's name, amen.